All right, well, I think we're right back at it. Thanks for sticking around in-house or online. I'm going to go ahead and throw the, uh, the number up on screen there, which is 360-447-8474. So go ahead and text in any questions or comments or general sympathies after hearing that story today, this morning. Um, boy, good stuff. Wonderful, painful, accurate analogy, I think. Ken, you've never had a pain like that in your life, have you? Heavens <laughs> knows I have not. I'm, I'm, you know, it's actually, I've been close. I had appendicitis. It was very similar. I remember the exact same thing, not wanting to admit it and go and everything. And, oh, but I can't imagine. What are you? I can't imagine. I can't imagine, and oh, I live through it. Oh, boy, oh, boy, yeah. Do you still, do you have nightmares? Does it ever haunt you? Do you ever, do you walk delicately? No. Nothing, no I, fallout? No, it's, until I do something like this, it is so far removed. It's like one of those traumatic. <laughs> buried, yeah. It is just, it, I don't ever think about it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's ever. funny. It's not until all of a sudden I'll be thinking, you know, like this, and there's an yeah. example. I think, oh, you know, it'd be a great example. <laughs> and then I start thinking about it again, and it's like, uh, it's, oh, it's just painful to remember. It's, it's perfect. Too. It is such a it's, wonderful. See when you put those two analogy. stories together, this un, this incredible, and that's why I took so long telling the stories because to get the point, pardon the pun, <laughs> you have to understand how afraid of needles I was and why I, you know really really feel that fear, and then understand the pain of this, right? So that when I say I experienced yeah. peace and joy watching it go in my... I wanted it to go in my arm. Yeah, right. Now, after that, I was afraid of needles again. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's just a little glimpse. It's, it's another... We, you know, we're familiar with the phrase, like, blinded by rage or something, right? Where so, one emotion just t overtakes right, you right. so much, you don't think rationally. Right. But I've never thought of it in this context, where you can be blinded by desire or something, right. where you just can't... I don't, I, I don't no think fear. anymore. There's but no shame. There's no fear. I mean, for a 15-year-old, being naked alone in a room Worst. with a female yeah. getting a shot when you have a phobia against needles, it's like if you would have described that minus the situation, the context, it would have been hell, living hell, yeah. worst right. fears ever. Right. But then you put it in the context, it none, nothing mattered. Nothing is, mattered. Yeah, because, I mean, you just can't write a worse situation all the way around because yeah if this was all just and my armpit hurt so bad <laughs> that's one thing but it is just everything about I had it to, is i had to uh, refrain from including uh, another three testimonials in there because guys <laughs> wrote, the, wrote the funniest things about you know having experience trying to yeah trying to compare it to other things and one man said um give me another uh, uh physical condition where you scream at the top of your lungs with every step you take. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, being burned alive, I don't know. I guess, I know, yeah. but I don't know. But anyway, but then it just so helps us to understand that, because what I like about this, it doesn't take away from the horror and pain of the cross. It was a horrific, painful thing. Right. And a scary thing. It's just that we... We're so much the, that scripture for the joy set before that, him endured the right. cross. It's like I've never. I just can't imagine a better analogy for that verse and for faith. That example, that clarity, that knowledge, that action, that, which I really like. This whole right. con this confidence 
confirmed by action. You just know it so well. Okay, I should uh, maybe I should have made this point. The reason I didn't care is because I absolutely believed that painkiller was going to take the pain away. Right. Now, if I thought she was coming in with, you know, Windex in there, yeah. I, I would have been running away from her and I would have been embarrassed about being naked. And so it's that absolute conviction right. that what that, that thing my, that is horrific and fearful to me yeah. is going to bring relief. In that same way, like you're saying, with faith. Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, of of confidence confirmed by actions, he's looking at that cross and he absolutely knows through the word and the spirit what's going to be accomplished. And so even though he's praying in the garden, Father, let this cup pass, uh, but not my will, he realized his, his conviction is if God's not letting it pass, then it must be. And it's because of his incredible uh, confidence that this will alleviate and bring uh, uh, pain and suffering for us and bring forth his children, which is us. Right. It, it just becomes the thing that, of course, I'm going to go on the cross. And, of course, it's horrific. Yeah. But just to and, know. And, and I, I mean, never, and I didn't, when I said without an epidural, I hope people got, got the point that, uh, pardon the pun, <laughs> that he refused the painkiller. I should have said right. that. I, I should have added that. Um, that he refused the painkiller on the cross. He's doing this thing without an epidural. Right, yeah. It Why just, a woman would do that, <laughs> I have no idea. But I know there's the uh, Yeah, that is curious. School. I know there's some people who... Let's not discuss it. We're only going to get in trouble. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, questions. I have no questions so far as oh, of yet, so I'm going to Everyone's just, just at home doing this. <laughs> <laughs> crossing Everyone's their legs. looking and, up testicular torsion. <laughs> I know. Do yourself a favor and don't. Um, <laughs> and going, guy! <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, if you have any, send them in um, yeah, about anything. But, uh, yeah, there's a couple of things in here I wanted to highlight. Uh, and, not that I, and I'm not recommending the book. They went that away. It's a secular book, okay? A, oh, sure. And like I said, because uh, we were talking about it, I said, what an interesting idea for a book. Because it is true, like you said. You can tell a lot about how someone lived by how they died. But then also I'm sure there's stories that are just like, well, who knew, you know? Right, right. Poison fruit, who knows? Anyway, um, uh, this even, uh, having discussed this and heard this, this didn't take root until I just heard it this last time and I went, right, right, this is such an important point. Uh, It can't compare to your greatest joy, which, by the way, may not seem anything like happiness. That is something, that is such a thought that I don't want to have that I realize that's probably why I didn't hear it that way. Right, there's that, a joy that is so deep that it doesn't feel like happiness. It's not happy, right? Yeah, right. Like your example of running that, into the, the I'll fire. Tell you, I was happy after the shot. Yeah, <laughs> but that was because of the drugs. But <laughs> the happiness of going, not happiness, the joy of going toward that relief wasn't happiness. It, it was excruciating and painful but it was just desire and and when I say like a firefighter or a father rushing into a fire knowing they might die but they're doing it for the joy of saving a life that they firmly believe is is worth it Uh, the pain that a mother goes through to to bring forth a child so so I guess to let me ask that question is how would you delineate the difference between joy and happiness because is it just a sense of 
like that shalom that this is what it's supposed to be and that's satisfying is that like that's joy that's joy yeah and that's that's the difference between happiness which is oh boy I'm getting a desire fulfilled I mean like what do you think the okay I'll be real shallow and I'll say it this way okay Everything that is deeply satisfying and, and brings that shalom, that peace, yeah. is joy. Any of that stuff that makes you laugh is happiness. Sure, sure. You accompany it with laughter, it's happiness. Yeah. And so I see happiness as a more shallow thing. Is it like, flesh related then? You think it's more like it pleases the flesh? No. I mean, happy... It doesn't have to be, but I mean, like, is that a... Happiness to me is, uh, inter, it's entertaining. It's, uh, it's, uh, give me more words for entertaining. It's like, uh, it's a pleasant surprise. It's, yeah. uh, it's fun. It's fun, and it's entertaining, so, and, yeah, it's, so, so like and it's fun, funny. Fun plus uh, satisfying, whereas mm-hmm. joy doesn't need to necessarily be fun but I mean if you really want to delineate then you can say well there's fun and laughter that is not happiness <coughs> right right yeah because it's it's at someone else's expense it's a racist joke it's a whatever yeah, and I'm yeah. laughing but it's wrong and it's and that's not that isn't accompanied by that peace and and true soul satisfaction. No. And so you can have the laughter and that. Sure. So let's do a, a step. Yeah, step. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, down means getting deeper, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you start with kind of the laughter and fun that is sinful and de- and brings death. It doesn't bring yeah anything of the peace. No substantial right. completion. Then you have the stuff that brings uh, satisfaction and peace. And it's fun and funny. You know, having a good time with your family at Disneyland. Yeah. And it's just fun and funny. And uh, then you have the things that aren't funny and aren't fun, but they're deeply satisfying and bring peace and satisfy righteous desires. Yeah. Joy. I like that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a little mini message. I like that. That's a, I don't want to <laughs> keep that with me. Um, Bruce, glad you and Char are feeling better. Somebody just wants you to know they were. I had a lot of questions while you were gone. People were like, is he okay? How's it going? And I said, we all know Bruce. Let's just stop and think about this for a second. He's like, I don't get sick. That didn't even happen. And then I call him and I see how's it going. And he's like, I'm in my garage because I'm not sick. I'm cleaning everything and fixing things. And I'm like, oh, Bruce. So, yeah, but it's good to have you back in the Thank saddle. You. Uh, Brian Williams says, uh, had gout and cramps, rates a strong eight, even on your scale. Wow. That's, that's okay. interesting. Yeah, I don't want any of these things. <laughs> this makes me realize how good I got it and how much I want to keep it that way. And yet, like you say, what you want is us to go running toward it, which is. And oh, I hope everybody hard. got my point. My, first, there's the big arc. The, the life arc. I want you to be looking forward to the day of death. Not with right. a, don't commit suicide. Not right, morbid, right, 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 right. but not shrinking in fear. Like the world does. That's what makes us separate. But actually believe what you believe. Actually trust what you believe. Right. That, uh, I was talking to, to my pal Joey. I was talking to Joe here this morning and saying, how do I think, uh, the way I think of death is, 
I think you're going to be, you know, standing, laying, whatever, in your moment of death. And what's going to actually happen, instead of dying, Jesus is going to appear. Hey, you're Jesus? Yes. This can't be how, good. How can I see you? <laughs> yeah. How can I see you? Yeah. And he says, well, look down. What's my body doing down there? Yeah, yeah. Wait, did I die? <laughs> yep. You did. But I didn't even feel it. Right, that's what I do. That's part of the, that's part of the deal. Right, is right. Is that, yeah, you weren't, you're not going to die. Yeah. I know, but my body fell off. And I didn't even know it. <laughs> my because, body fell off. I it's like, like that. Like, do you know when your skin cells fall off? Do you yeah. know when a hair falls out? You know, I don't. And yeah. in that same way, you're not going to know when your body falls off. <laughs> but that's oh, part that's of the good. promise. I want you to look... I don't want you to be scared of death because right now with the COVID and everything else, everyone's talking about death and everyone's scared. Right. It's like, look at it that way. I don't, I, you don't have to want to die. I don't want you to want to die. I, want I just you. want you to not be afraid of yeah. dying. I want you to see it as one day my body's going to fall off and I'm not going to know what happened until Jesus explains it. Right. And then I'm going to realize he's Jesus. That's good, yeah. And then we're gonna, it's going to be perfect. And then I'm going to understand everything and what's going on and I'm not even going to be sad that I died at yep. that point even though I had other things that that dead body wanted to accomplish. I'm going to get it. I want you to look at it that way. And then... I want you to start looking at all the painful things you know you need to do that you're avoiding because of a phobia. I have a phobia of apologizing to that guy that I <laughs> swindled out of a bunch of money 20 years ago. I have a phobia yeah, about yeah. confessing this, that, or the other, or whatever. But which is why, I, yeah, because what you're saying, you want to build, and God wants to build that boldness and that courage by looking past that you stuff look ahead down to your here. reward and then when you have that then it is easy to do all of the you put work. his word in your heart because that's the assurance for the things you can't yeah, see yeah. and you get more of that in you and all of a sudden the things down here can't compare and it's like well wait you know I love that one line in there I mean we it bothers the theologians which is why I like it where it says uh, uh, they refused to be released uh, in hopes of a greater resurrection. It's like, what? Do you, what? A better resurrection? A greater resurrection? Yeah. Yeah, one you're proud of. Uh, it doesn't work that way, does it? Where I'm, I look, we look back on my life and I'm proud of things and not proud of things. How do you think it works? Yeah. Like, I just don't even have a memory for back then. Uh-huh. Uh, you know that throne of judgment where they're still saved but all their stuff burns up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. No, that one's not in my Bible. <laughs> anyway. Uh, somebody says, thinking of peace and joy aligning with our core Christian values and the laughter and funny compared to those and are they on God's side or the other side? I don't know if I, you get uh, the point there. Are we talking about these three tiers? Because the, the laughter and funny, if it's, if it's unrighteous, is not on God's side. But there is a laughter and fun that is on God's side because there's a sure. scripture that says laughter is good medicine or good for the bones or something. Right. There's a couple laughter scripture. Scriptures. Even though there's a lot of, I feel like old Solomon in Ecclesiastes and Proverbs is a lot of the like, don't, the fool who's always laughing about things. But there's, right. you know, because he's, it's good to be sorrows the house of wisdom. But... Just like he, you even say. he says, there's a time for laughter. Yes, exactly. There's a time for laughter. It's just not as much as we think, I think. Yeah, there's a, there's a book, an old book called, he who, it's a Christian book. He who laughs, lasts, and lasts. 
He yeah. who laughs, lasts and laughs. And it, it is a little pamphlet more than a book. And it has found every scripture that has anything to do with laughter and laughing. I mean, God named one of the big three laughter, Isaiah. You know, so. He was the child of promise. The child of promise is laughter. We oh, just nice. don't, we don't picture God laughing as much as we should. And then the scriptures that say he laughs, we don't know them in context. And so they make us, they freak us out because, oh, he looks down from heaven. Uh, what is it? At those struggling, his enemies struggling and laughs. In derision. And, and there's a lot of those where I'm like, nobody likes to be the butt of a joke. And I feel like that's it. We're, we're more like the, the kids who are slipping and, you know, falling on a America's Funniest Home Videos style gag reel is what I think it's like. But he, of course, any, everything is from him. Everything that is good is from him. So that same thing, though, that, that joy and laughter and all the good stuff. The you know. point that is made in that, I've read it for years, uh, but I remember the point that was made in that book. Um, we all know that joy is a fruit of the Spirit and that God wants us to be filled with true joy. Mm -hmm. And we all know what joy sounds like. Right. It sounds like laughter. Mm -hmm. yep, yep. And it's like, yeah, laughter is what joy sounds like. And I think the enemy, I think the book might make this point, that the enemy has done a number on the churches by a cause, uh, not cause, but, but uh, I don't know, maybe inspiring. Influencing. Influencing, yeah. there you go. The church at large to redefine joy into somber, laughterless expression. Right. I'm very joyful in the house of the Lord. If I, if I giggle, that means I'm not sincere in my faith and that I'm not reverential. Yeah. And so we can't do anything in the house of God that sounds like joy because God would be mad. Right, right. It's like, well, you know, tip your hat to the enemy because you got one over on yeah. us there. House of God should be filled with laughter. It's weird when you hear like... David in the Psalms and stuff. It's my delight. My delight is to serve you and in your word and everything. And I think that we remove ourselves from that as a real. Isn't there you filled my mouth? You filled my tongue with, with laughter. laughter. One with laughter, a, one with singing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and that's but that's such a bizarre thing because I think it's one of those things that we, like you say, we kind of segregate and we go, yeah, you know, to some degree, but not actually the God fearing, serving stuff. That's, that's always, like you said, you, somber and sort of sad and reverential. Do you think Jesus laughed a lot? I think so. And how, a bunch of teenagers? I think there was whole... I, and wow. how hearty, how heartily do you think Jesus laughed? I picture Jesus having just a contagious laugh. If ever there was anyone who saw true humor in a situation, not mean-spirited, just true Humor just would you and, look at that and yeah. had joy and found delight in the simplest things, it would have been Jesus. And I just picture him laughing at things that we would probably be surprised with, right? You know, when because we just think he's so darn serious, and why would he be? You know, he walks on water. And they think he's a ghost, and they all scream, it's a ghost. Now, afterwards, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you think on the, walking around there, and it's like, he's just, boo, he's yeah. kidding. <laughs> and then Peter has the faith to come out to him. He's got to be so excited. Then Peter starts to sink. 
afterwards, that's hilarious. And he reaches out and he says, oh, you have little faith. And boop, up he comes again. And they crawl into the boat. And everyone is afraid of him and worships him. Now, next day, they're never going to talk about this. Right, right, right. When they talk about it. Hey Jesus, remember when you walked? Remember when you, when you walked on the water and we all screamed and said you were a ghost? Yeah. How do you tell that? How do you reminisce without laughing? And that's maybe why we got Peter to be called Little Stone. Remember when that guy tried to and he sunk <laughs> like a little rock? <laughs> so I think Jesus laughed a lot. And Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh over me. Someone texted in the Genesis scripture. Right? I mean, we've got a lot of. A lot of laughing. A lot, lot of laughing, yeah. We're supposed to make a joyful noise, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's see if I got anything else that's I think that's about it. Where are we going next week? I'm not sure. I've got a couple uh, choices. I really okay. like, you know, this. You, you find yourself back at the beginning of Hebrews 11 pretty regularly, right? Like you just you read on and then you go. Hall of Faith. No man, nowhere do you get some of those really great, feels like God's really trying to help you out with a one-to-one couple of definitions. And he says, now, faith. And he's using all these words that we're mm-hmm. trying to define with hope and faith and confidence and all that. So I really like this. Confirmed by our actions and the assurance confirmed by God's word. So, yeah. I'm really starting to see, and maybe we'll do it on this, the faith. What is faith? Because I'm really changing kind of... Uh, Refining, yeah, refining, yeah. evolving uh, my definition of faith because I never realized how much chapter eleven of Hebrews is defining faith with example after example after example, and I always you know we tend to think of faith as just believing real strong, but yeah. every example is about what they did yeah. with only what they hoped. You know, like the walls of Jericho. By faith, the walls fell. Because they marched around for seven days hoping God was uh, honest and a man of his word. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of walking to go, you better deliver. We're going to look like fools. Yeah. And so I'm just starting to realize, like when uh, the ten lepers... uh, Maybe we'll look at that next week. I don't know. But I love... You and I were looking at that earlier this Mm -hmm. week. Where it's such a wonderful, strange miracle where uh, yeah. they cry, he was, and he says uh, to the lepers, 10 lepers, go show the priests, go show the priests. Yeah. Go show them what? He doesn't say, and he doesn't say you're healed. In fact, he doesn't heal them. He go show the priests. As they were on their way, mm-hmm. they were cleansed. And when one of them noticed Mm -hmm. that he was healed, he spun around and went back and fell at Jesus' feet. Oh, my goodness. And Jesus said, what? Weren't there, weren't 10 of you healed? Right. It's like, only one come back to say thank you? Like. What happened? What's that story? Go, your faith, your faith healed you. Right. It's like, it did? Yes. Because he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And 10 lepers turned around and started, we're not told how they went. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and started walking toward the 50 miles away to the temple, I guess. 
But because they obeyed what he said, because they believed he had the authority. Uh, having assurance without knowing, so without being able to see. Are we going to go the whole way? So I'm, I'm thinking maybe that's a, a really simple, wonderful definition of faith. Yeah. And it really helps separate it from hope. Because in Hebrews where it says, you know, it's the faith is the confidence of the things you hope for. Right. Wait, so hope isn't hope and faith aren't the same? Right. No. Right. No, no. And your hope better be based on the assurance of mm-hmm. things that you don't know, which only comes from God's word. Okay. Okay, well, Maybe good. That. Yeah, I, okay, I just good, preached good. it, now I don't have to. <laughs> That's right. Okay, well, then I guess we'll let you guys go. Everybody have a fantastic Sunday. Thanks for sticking around. Love you guys. Love you. Nice to be back. Good to have you back. Thank good you. Good to have you back. We'll Thanks see you Thanks for having my back. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> see ya.